Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another jam-packed episode of Lance's House of Sports. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt, and I'm here with my boy, back at it again, Ben Gabriel. Welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about today, Ben. Yeah, we do. Crazy basketball. About. Yeah, you know it. And first things first, got to talk about this crazy game that happened on Monday night. Lakers, Grizzlies. I mean, I don't, I don't know where to go outside of uh, LeBron just kinging himself on Dylan Brooks. I mean, that's probably the first thing I have to say. Because where we last left off on, when we had this podcast last week, the Lakers were up 1-0 in their series with not a lot really known going into it. But now we know a whole lot more. Lakers are up 3-1, and the Grizzlies are on the brink of being eliminated by the seven-seed Lakers, who just not too long ago were the 13th seed in the Western Conference. The Lakers have the best record in the NBA since the NBA trade deadline, and it seems like they're playing some of the best team ball I've seen them play since they won their championship a couple years ago. Um, a few years ago, actually, since the bubble. That's crazy. Time flies. But... What do we expect from the rest of this series here? I mean, Lakers are up 3-1. They're going back to Memphis from Game 5. Ever since Dylan Brooks called LeBron old, he has 18 points, 7 from 23 from the field, 2 for 13 from 3, an ejection, and, I mean, two losses on the resume. Did he fuck up by saying that, or do the Grizzlies still got a shot in this series? I don't think he fucked up by saying it. I think it was more to just hype up the series. Like, I don't know. It's just a publicity thing, in my opinion, but... I mean, LeBron did have 20 and 20, so yeah, he might have fucked up. For the first time in his <laughs> career, the oldest player in history to have 20 and 20 games. So. I mean, looking at it, I mean, the Grizzlies are just not shooting the ball well at all. Like John Morant came back, went 8 for 24. I mean, Desmond Bain had 36, but he went 13 for 29. Yeah. And then, I mean, in game two as well, I mean, we know that at the start of that game, right, the first game after the – comments from Dylan Brooks the Lakers outscored the Grizzlies in the first quarter 35 to 9 with probably the biggest statement I've ever seen them make all season long I mean the Grizzlies competed in that game made it seem like a little closer game by the end losing by 10 but that was all Lakers all day long in that game I mean it hasn't really changed the game last last night was insanely competitive but that was just Bron being Bron at the end of the game and you got to give him credit to go along with the rest of the team how about D'Angelo Russell last night struggling all night long, hadn't hit a three. Lakers are down eight with not a lot of time left, and he hits back-to-back-to-back threes to keep it alive. I mean, what I'm seeing from this Lakers team is that, I mean, with LeBron and AD, they have guys that are able to score. And more importantly, in my opinion, they have guys that can play defense now. I mean, with Rory Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt. um, I mean, their guards, while they're not expected to be better than they are bad at the defensive end. I feel like they've been able to hold their own, honestly. I would say outside of that one game from John Moran, game three, they've been fine. Because, I mean, like you said, Desmond Bain had a lot of points. 36, was it, last night? But his shooting percentage was still in the low 40s. Mm, yeah. So low 40s, high 30s maybe? I don't know exactly. Yeah. I mean, they shot 39% as a team. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's never going to win you ball games. No. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say this series is over – completely obviously i mean it's first of four but i think the lakers got this in the bag i said i said at the beginning of the playoffs i think i got the lakers winning this series and the biggest impact is not having steven adams for the grizzlies and i really think it's shown 
Um, the one game without John Morant in this series because of his hand finger injury was the game that the Grizzlies have won. Now, I don't think that's a shot to Morant at all, but I think it just shows how good the Lakers have been as a team. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking the Lakers with you. I mean, it's at they're 3-1 just, now. So. Yeah, I mean, they're a better team. But you don't think there's any of the 3-1 series that could... Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, Lakers are just better right now. Uh, they look a whole lot better. Yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't say it's because of the domination of their two best players, which is exactly what you think it would be. I mean, if Austin, you're not telling anyone any of the stats. Austin Reeves is giving you 23, 20 a night. You know, at, giving you 42 minutes. Like you need it from those guys, and they're coming through. Dennis Schroeder had 12 last night. Jared Vanderbilt held 15. I mean, he started, but. I mean, looking at the stats from this Lakers squad in this first round, they have five guys on the roster averaging over 14 in these playoffs. And the fifth player is D'Angelo Russell at 14 and a half because he's not shooting great, like I said. But he's yeah. still coming up clutch down at the end of the game, and that's what you need from him. Yeah, I mean, he's a, it's, he's a scorer. When he's hot, he's going yeah. to be scoring. Like, and that's, that's I mean, it's exactly what they needed. To go along with Russell, I mean, Austin Reeves at 18, Hachimera at 18, he's been huge for them in this series. Because he's matched up with some of their bigger guys, like Jaron Jackson specifically, and then Anthony Davis and LeBron. I mean, what the series we're going to talk about next, Warriors-Kings at a 2-2 draw. I mean, is it possible we see a LeBron versus Steph Curry playoff matchup? I mean, that would be that would be something. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm taking the Warriors in that series. but Are you sure? Did you say that wrong? Am I hearing that correctly? I'm taking the Warriors. You're taking the Warriors in the series. I thought you were on the Kings. Oh no, I'm taking if they yeah, if, if they win the series, I'm taking them against the Lakers. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I I don't know who I have in that series yet. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this Warriors King series plays out. But I think any three of those teams can move on, honestly, because yeah. I mean, moving on to the Warriors King series now, just putting a little context into the into these two teams. I mean, right now we're at a 2-2 series draw. Both two teams have won both games on the road, and it seems that they've been completely different games from these teams when they play at home. I mean, these are the two best scoring offenses in the league. I mean, they shoot the ball more than anyone else because of the pace that they play at. I think both teams can give the Lakers a challenge, but I also think the Lakers match up really well against both of these teams. I would agree with that. Like, maybe size, but... When I look at the Warriors versus the Lakers, I feel like the Warriors, like the Lakers are playing really good right now, but the Warriors have like a different type of team chemistry just because of all the seasons they've played together and just the guys they have that make it work. Yeah. Like we shit on Draymond all the time, but like he's one of those guys that makes the team work and like just like keeps the engine running. Shout out Draymond Green for uh, (laughs) coming off the bench last game after being suspended in game three. He saw the dominant performance from their team beating the Kings in an easier fashion than the rest of the series has been, decides to come off the bench in game four, is still in the game down the stretch in the fourth quarter, which is really all that matters. It's not about who starts. It's about who finishes. I think everyone could agree to that. But, I mean, I just respect his you know, his leadership and his respect to his teammates, I guess, to do not what he wants but what's best for the team. I feel like that just surprised me a little bit coming out of Draymond. So I do like to see that. As much as I hate that man, (laughs) I respected him a lot hearing that. And man, was game four a battle, a game that the Warriors survived on. I mean, they almost blew that game completely. 
Steph Curry almost blew that Steph game. Steph Curry almost blew that yeah. game completely. I mean, up five with less than 30 seconds left in that game, calls a timeout when you do not have any left as a team, giving the Kings free points and the ball. And then well, I can't remember the possession prior when the Kings got it back. Did Steph miss a shot? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't have the LeBron memory. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think Steph might have turned it over. Or Steph made another bad play on the offensive end that led to the Kings getting the ball back. And then they had an open shot. Harrison Barnes had a chance to hush his former home crowd. Couldn't do it. Warriors survive. Series is 2-2 going back to Sacramento. I mean, this has probably been my favorite series out of all of them in the first round so far. I mean, just... These teams look so good. Like, everybody looks good. It's the playoffs. But, like, these teams' offenses are just so They're fun unreal. to watch. Yeah, I mean... I mean, when you go look at any any other series that is being played in the playoffs so far, you look at how many times each team is shooting a game you see in the 70s or you see in the 80s. I mean, if you look at game four, this Kings-Warriors game, the Warriors took 90 shots and the Kings took 102. I mean, that's unreal. Yeah. Eyes. That's unreal. They, they had the same amount of rebounds. The Warriors only had one more turnover, a few less rebounds from the Warriors offensively, and then a few less free throw attempts from the Kings, which got them a few more field goal attempts, I think, but... It's just crazy to see that stat, in my opinion. I mean, that's an unreal amount of shots taken in a game. Yeah, I mean, it makes it fun to watch. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But I think that just shows that either of these teams, I mean, if their defense is even playing just solid, like, they can beat anybody. And I think it shows that whoever wins this series has a chance to not just, you know, move past the second round, but go to the finals. I don't care who they play coming yeah. in the Western Conference Finals, whether it's the Nuggets, whether it's the Suns. These two teams are for real, and I think we've – I mean, we've seen it from the Warriors in years past. They're a dynasty without a doubt. And then I think the Kings are just proving what they've done all season long with Coach of the Year Mike Brown. Hats off Mike Brown. I mean, second time winning it in his career. He's he's coached some studs in his career, and I feel like that's been a big help for him coaching this young uh, Sacramento team in this series against his former squad, Golden State. Yeah. But I'm taking the Warriors in this series with you. No, I don't. I'm not I, taking the Warriors. Oh, that's right, because you were just <laughs> saying if they were to win. I'm taking yeah. the Warriors in this series still, and it's because I think there's no doubt about it they win at home in Game 6, whether they win or not in Game 5. But I think Game 5 is a bigger – I want to say it's a bigger game for the Warriors than it is for the Kings because if they win Game 5, I think they got the series. I think they got it. But if the Kings win it, even if they lose in Game 6, they like they know what they can do at home. Yeah, and it's going to be a dogfight, and both teams are going to be winded as hell just in the first series in a Game 7, but I'm just taking the experience in that series. That's it. I mean, down to the wire. I know the Warriors haven't been the same on the road this season. Completely different shooting percentage when playing on the road, but you got to think in a win-or-go-home game, they pull it together, and I think that's what I'm going to be riding with. I told you last week not to panic about a 2-0 deficit. I knew they were going to bounce back. They're at home. Yeah. But this is without a doubt been one of the tightest series of the playoffs. Another factor going into game five is, you know, the fractured left index finger from De'Aaron Fox. It's on a shooting hand. He said, no, if, ands, buts about it. I said that to you uh, as we were driving to this, uh, do this podcast. He's playing in game five. But how much of a factor do you think that's going to play for him? Because it's on his shooting hand. Um, it's his index finger. I think it's one of the key fingers when you're uh, shooting the shooting a shot. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Definitely a key finger when you're shooting a shot. Yeah, I mean, some people think it's the last finger that comes off the ball, but hopefully it should be okay. He's I feel like to he's wear a protective. 
He doesn't shoot a ton, obviously, but I mean, he shoots a lot of mid ranges, but he's not. I mean, he shoots. He's been shooting a good amount of threes in this series. I feel like you'd be surprised. Listen to this: eight threes, ten threes, nine threes, and eleven threes. Wow, it's crazy. What's his percentage in the playoffs? He's been shooting thirty four percent from three. Okay, Um, it's pretty good. But you are kind of right in the aspect. It's not an insane amount when you look at his numbers throughout his career. The amount of threes he's shot in the game, it's never been more than five. Um, so I feel like it's not a crazy low amount, but it's not high either. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like he can get it done other ways. But like he's he, just been hitting a different level in this series. He has. You're right. I mean, his teammates are definitely going to need over 31. A, yeah. I mean, his teammates are going to need to step up. For Who's him. the most key guy in your opinion? Who's got to step up the most? Uh, I would probably say, I mean, Sabonis could be an obvious answer. I'm trying yeah. to think of someone a little better. Or a little, not better, but just different. Um, probably Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I mean, he he's been playing Davion Mitchell and Malik Monk especially. Yeah. I think they both need a. I mean, Malik Monk's been playing great on the offensive end. I mean, he needs to keep doing what he's doing, but I think he's going to be maybe your primary ball handler a little bit more. Okay. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how much De'Aaron Fox actually plays. If he plays 100% fully through it, then it may be harder to Davion. But, I mean, when he's in the game, he's going to have to be better without a doubt. He's going to have to make a bigger impact. Yeah, but, I mean, he already does so much for the team on the defensive end. It's You almost don't have energy to put that much into the offensive end when you're guarding Steph Curry for yeah 30 minutes. Let me give you a name. His name's Kevin Hoyerter. Yeah. It's, it's Kevin Herter, but I call him Kevin Hoyerter. Yeah. <laughs> Great he's name. been shooting 14% from three this series, and he's shooting over five a game. So he's getting the right amount for within their offensive system, but he's been leaving very little to no impact for their team offensively, and they're, they've been good offensively this series. Yeah. And I feel like he's just been that one piece that has really been struggling on their team. And he's, I feel like he's going to have to step it up in these last three games. I mean, I've, I've seen him play a whole lot better. Um, than what he's done this series. So I'm ex- I'm expecting a whole lot more from him in these last three games. They're going to need him to step up big time. And maybe it's not even facilitating the basketball. I still think Fox can get that job done. Um, but he's going to have to make shots if they're going to – I mean, they all have to be great to beat this Warriors team. We know how good they are. Yeah, that's shocking. He's only going 14%. It's crazy. 38% from the field. He's no, he's what got a burner regular on season? 40%. Yeah, I mean, if he can shoot 40%. I think they definitely win the series. I think they can win the series in six. I think yeah. they can win these next two games. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone else has been playing tremendous basketball. They really have, in my opinion. I feel like the Kings have been playing great. You're just, you know, you're running into a top-skilled team. It's going to be a hell of a series. They're all playing great, too, yeah. So that's going to be really fun. Can't miss that game. I guess just to finish up this Western Conference here, I mean, we can talk about Denver and the Minnesota series all we want. But at the end of the day, I think Denver's winning the series. Whether they win it tonight in Game 5 at home or whether Ant and the Timberwolves steal another game and they lose in 6, I think Denver ends up winning the series. I don't think they sell a 3-0 series lead. There's just no, no chance. They're too talented. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, shout-out Anthony Edwards, man. 32-4-5 he's averaging through these four games. He's been lighting it up in this series. You just... I mean, there are a few more pieces away. Um, this Denver yeah. team is more ready for this for a playoff run, and I mean, they've been balling with Joker. He's had a tick up in numbers, twenty six, eleven, and eight. He's been balling, obviously, and then Jamal Murray. He's hitting that playoff level as well. I feel like he always steps up a little bit more in playoff time. He's averaging twenty five, six, and seven. Yeah. So I feel like when that's happening, it's going to be hard to beat that team, regardless. But yeah, I agree. 
And everybody's playing well. I mean, yeah. MPJ is playing good. Yeah. They're a tough out. KCP, Bruce Brown. You think they're underrated? Aaron Gordon. Who? Denver. Under, they're the one seed. I know, but do you think they're not favored I know like the you, one yeah, seed? Yeah, they're not. They're not even the second highest. No. Uh, I'm going to say no because I agree. Like, I feel like I've been saying it on this podcast all the last couple months leading up into this playoffs. Like, I think this Denver team's great, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe in it until I see it. You know, and I've seen it from this Warriors team. I've seen it from the Suns team. I mean, we've seen it from the Lakers, obviously, with winning a chip a few years ago. I feel like there's just still so much competition out there in the Western Conference. Like I said in this series, they're gonna have to play their best ball and even more to to get it get through this difficult Western Conference because all these teams think that the West is wide open. So they're all going to be playing. I mean, obviously, everyone plays hard in the West, but no one's scared of nobody in this Western Conference this year, I don't think. No, I, I would agree. The one team I would argue that is scary is the Suns. Yes. The Suns. But that's just because... Watching them when they're fully healthy, they're, they're crazy. But that's just because of the addition of Kevin Durant and everyone knows the impact that he has. I mean... Devin Booker's been averaging 35 in the playoffs. Yeah. That's because he no longer gets double teamed because all the pressure's on Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant is, only shoots it like 15, 16 times a game. Yeah, I mean. It's crazy. He doesn't need One to. the best he players in the world shoots he, 15 times a game. He's playing his role. I hate Like, yeah. I never thought Kevin Durant would have a role because, well, like, he's always he still has a superstar role, but he's playing it differently than he has on other teams in the past. Yeah. Because he has another guy that can score just as well as him, in my opinion. I mean, he's had he's <laughs> had Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Like he's had some of the best. It's in crazy the world. that he's played with those guys. But I feel like this is just a this is just a little different. Like when he was in Golden State, he became the main guy, and I feel like Steph was shooting less, and he became a little more efficient because of the less amount of shots he was taking. That team was impossible to defend. Same. I mean. Just- I feel like same in Brooklyn, except their defense was just a liability, and they just didn't have the chemistry that most teams like that have. I, I saw something um, tweet from Kyrie at the game we were at when he hurt his ankle. Uh, oh yeah, they, he thought they could have won, won it all. I think they could have too. I agree. <laughs> Which is that was their best year as a core. I mean, but their whole team got banged up. Yeah, James. Katie, we didn't. James Harden or was, was it hurt. James Harden? Harden was hurt. We didn't yeah. even. He touched the court for like six minutes. Yeah. Kyrie got hurt in the first half. Yeah. What and KD can do it himself because no. I mean that Bucks team's for real. Yeah. We've seen it. They won it all that year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree that because I I like how Kevin Durant's fit in his role and he's doing what the team needs him to do to win games. But I think when it comes down to it, when the series gets tight with Denver, um, when they match up with the potential Lakers, Kings, Warriors, Finals, potentially, I mean this guy's gonna hit that next level and he's gonna be hitting a different bag. And I think that's what's scary. Yeah, I mean, he's so different. I love watching KD. Yeah. Now he's he's the real deal, without a doubt. I mean, there's nothing that needs to be said when we're talking about the, I just wish the that, boy. I wish Kawhi was playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, the Clippers really could have got it done. And that's, so. and that's the last series that we need to talk about in the Western Conference, talking about the Suns losing game one with a dominant showing from um, not just Kawhi Leonard, but Russell Westbrook in game one. Suns have won three straight. Kawhi dominated in Game 2 as well. Hasn't played the last couple games. Is ruled out for Game 5 tonight on a Tuesday night. I mean, I just... I agree with you. I, it's a, it's very upsetting to see because this was a series that could have gone six or seven games. Especially with Russell with giving you... two insanely talented teams. Russell Westbrook gave him 36 last game. He's averaging 26-7-7. Seven and seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
best point guard in the, in the playoffs right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's been unbelievable. And all the hate he's been getting over the last couple of years, I mean, this is just everything that you've wanted to see. And not even to mention a series against Kevin Durant, his former teammate, who who knows what they could have been in OKC when they blew that 3-1 series against I mean, I Golden think State. He's been... And Kevin Durant left to go to that team. Gosh, I can never forget that. It's unbelievable. But What they could have done. What this series could have been. Paul George <laughs> has now played all series long with a with a knee sprain or knee soreness. That's the same injury that Kawhi Leonard has been out for. It's going to be three games in a row now in this series. I mean, it's just upsetting. I think the Suns I mean, win the game tonight. They're 13.5-point favorites. It, all you can think about when you look at this series is what could have been. This could be a stretch, but I don't even think it is. If Russell Westbrook's playing how he is and they have Paul George and Kawhi, I think they're my Western Conference favorites to go to the finals. I think if you add Paul George to that mix, then I might agree with you. I mean, the team is crazy. But these guys can't even play more than two games <laughs> in a row. Like It's, it's wild. It's, it's actually unbelievable. Wild. Yeah. But that goes into like what we've kind of been thinking about the last couple of days. You know, a lot of sports media has, has kept it under wraps, and I guess it's understandable when we think this, but, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's sister's going away for life <laughs> um, for murder. Yeah. I think that's something that has not been talked about at all, and it's understandable, but does that relate to Kawhi Leonard not playing in these playoff games? I think it does a little bit, I think maybe just not too. being talked about. I mean, is he with the team? Like, is he going to be on the bench? I mean, uh, I'm sure he will be. He has been. I don't know. That's just really strange to me. You brought yeah, it up to like me the other day, and it's like he can play in the game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. A part of me thinks it's a sister, but like, if he's still going to be with the team, like, I feel like that's a better excuse than him having knee soreness. Because are you kidding me? You've been limiting your your play all regular season long for this moment. I mean, that's what all these stars have been saying: Jimmy Butler, um, Giannis, LeBron, AD, <laughs> and yet these guys still can't play. It's just unbelievable to me especially with the opportunity they had in front of him. I mean, Paul George is win. different. He's just... He did get injured, and that's yeah. unfortunate. But Kawhi Leonard... he And to hear them say he played through the injury in Game 2, and he had, what, 35? Yeah. Played through it in Game 2 and had 35, and he just can't keep playing through it. Like, I get it. Like, it might hurt, but... Trying to win a finals, like... I know. <laughs> because they brought the you, so they brought you to L.A., to this Clippers franchise to do exactly that, do what you've done all your whole career in the playoffs, and that's be one of the best players in the world. And when he plays, he is that. He plays like one of the best in the world on both ends. I mean, But the problem is he doesn't always play. He rarely plays. Yeah, I think it was game two when KD went to crossover and he just ripped him and then dunked on him on the other end. Yeah. It's just like he's doing that to Kevin Durant yeah. like, with ease. It's at, his, at his veteran age, I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. <laughs> he ain't no he ain't no slouch. Yeah, I mean, since what the Spurs Heat playoff series was his rookie year, yeah. LeBron was at the free throw line, all upset he was coming in the game. So I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know. That's just it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. And I think it's a letdown to the organization, honestly. But then I mean, anyways, moving away from that, moving to the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Eastern Conference has been interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, just getting the easy one out of the way. Philadelphia sweeping Brooklyn. They got that. They got the job done in that series. I mean, Brooklyn did the best they can. I think. I mean, watching that game, watching that series. I mean, Michael Burgess did. They, he did the best they can. I mean, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie was a little bit of a letdown. Cam Johnson would hit timely shots. He wasn't perfect all series, but I mean, he would hit timely shots when it matters. But there's nothing you can do about Joel Embiid. 
Claxton's going to get destroyed by that man. Yeah. And then I think you just got to do a little bit better, I mean, containing Maxi. Um, They're and, a tough team to guard. And they let him fly. They're a tough team to guard. Exactly. I mean, they have to double-team Joel, and then everybody else on the team is a shooter. <laughs> you got to recover on defense, and I guess they just couldn't fast enough. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's easier said than done with a team like that, with a yeah. lot of stars all over the court. Because Tyrese Maxey is. said than done. Watching him in that playoff he's series, was he's different. He's for real. And I've been saying this. I've, I've been, been agreeing with this. you. I've been agreeing good, with you. Good, good, But Tyrese Maxey is. This dude's a real deal. And I feel like he might have an opportunity after this season if Philadelphia doesn't do what they're wanting to do this playoffs with potentially losing James Harden. I mean, if they lose James Harden, I think they definitely re-sign Maxey. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Next season, yeah. he could have a chance for a bigger role. I think if I, like I hate that to say it, but if I want to f- starting a franchise right now. You have Maxey on that list? I think he's can be on that list, but he's not the first with guy. With Joel Embiid, if I'm Philadelphia and I want, and my choice is James Harden or Tyrese Maxey, I think I'd rather keep Maxey. Um, I think he's plays more games. He's doing everything that Harden can do, maybe not to, you know, the consistency. I think but I'm disagreeing with you. You think? But that's because of James Harden's ability to play make and be a true point guard when he's needed. Yeah. When he's needed, he can have 40 whenever he wants because he's still one of the best offensive scorers I've ever seen. When he's hot, he's he's unguardable. Yeah. Just because of his ball handling skills and his step back ability, it's just he killed, it's unguardable. He, he killed Brooklyn too. Yeah, I mean, he did. He, he had a couple ankle breakers in that series. <laughs> Two in one game. But he also <laughs> was he averaged ten assists this season. I mean, he's done that a lot. Yeah. He's he's a great playmaker. And he's I feel an like underrated that's passer for that's sure. That's something that Maxi doesn't he doesn't have that high ability to the point of James Harden. And I think that's why I'm still taking James because both of their defenses they're whatever. I mean I don't. I don't know if I'd say they're liabilities, but I'm also not even close to saying they're good defenders. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just they're average. I think I'm still taking James <laughs> Harden, but yeah, of course, Tyrese Maxey has ten plus years of prime basketball left. Yeah, but he's just gonna keep getting better. You can yeah. tell. I mean, so that's tough. That's yeah. tough. But I feel like if I'm Philadelphia, I always I want the best I can do right now. Yeah, and I feel like that's what they got. They just need a couple better role players because their team's unreal. Yeah, they're starting. I, I was saying it a lot the of the season, they have five. one of the best rosters in basketball. Yeah, if they can just fulfill their full potential, which we'll see. I don't know if they'll ever be able to do that. But, anyways, two things I got out of that series, and one being is that Brooklyn has a lot of has a great future ahead of them yeah. because of all the picks that they have, because of the young stars that they have, and the depth good. that they have. I mean, they have unlimited depth. It's something that goes unnoticed. I think it's just because they don't have the superstars on their team, but they have a great future. And I'm. The new their coach, getting rid of uh, fucking and getting getting Steve rid Nash. of Steve Nash, having Jacques Vaughn. We'll see how that goes. It seems like it's been going well. I mean, um, he got it done with a, I mean, not got it done. He got to the playoffs with a pretty mid team. Uh, yes, with no superstars. <laughs> yeah, yes. So that was impressive. The second thing I got out of that series, I wouldn't say I got out of it, but it's a key factor, and that's you know Joel Embiid got out of that series with a sprained LCL. And they just reported today on a, on Tuesday that he's going to have to play through the pain next series and wear a knee brace when he returns. Um, I think that's huge for them. Um, I'm sure he's going to be fine. I'm sure he's going to be playing through the adrenaline all series long, and he knows what's going to be at stake. I think he's I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. But you know he, that means he has a bigger chance of re-injuring or you know just 
having it lurk all series long and it ends up affecting his play late in the series. That's something that I could see happen. Yeah. Um, so that's just something to keep an eye on from Philadelphia moving forward, um, which is most likely going into a series against my boys, the Boston Celtics, who are up 3-1 in their series against Atlanta. They let Atlanta steal a game. I wouldn't say steal a game, but they got it done at home in game three. Their offense was lights out. I more put blame to our defense. We got killed on the glass, and we let Atlanta get whatever they wanted. They, It seems like they were driving to the hole every single possession in that game. And I'm pretty sure they had like 20-plus more drives in game three than they did on average in the first two games. So it was just – I think that was poor defense on our part, and we kind of you know relaxed a little bit, and that's something that we got to get better at. But we're up 3-1 in the series now. We're back at home for game five tonight, a Tuesday night. I mean, I think we close this series out. DeJounte Murray um, is suspended for Game 5 for taunting and chest-pumping a ref at the end of the game, which was probably one of the most idiotic things I've seen in these playoffs so far. Like, yeah. one, I don't understand why you're mad at the refs anyways. I didn't see anything happen during the game. And two, I think that's a guaranteed suspension when you do that. Yeah. Guaranteed. NBA doesn't let that And fly. they need you. If you're even thinking in your head as a team that you can come back in the series, they need you. And now I just I don't think they have a shot in game five because he's been probably their most consistent offensive player this series, and now they're without him. Yeah, they have zero chance without him. It'll end tonight. So, yeah, I mean, Celtics are shooting the second best in the playoffs so far behind the Miami Heat, who we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> and then they've outside of the one game, they've dominated on the glass. And I've said it time and time again, when you, when you rebound well, you'll put yourself in a better position to win games. Yeah, and always. I mean, that's what we do best. So I'm expecting a Game 5 win here tonight, and hopefully that can help you know ease my mind for a few days leading up into Round 2 against Philadelphia because that's when it gets spicy. Yeah. And that's like, something I'm excited for. But, you know, job's not finished here, so they got to go get it done. And I'm excited for the game tonight. We'll see what Tatum can do. God bless no injuries. I'm going to have to say that each and every week. Um, sorry, just had to say that real yeah. quick because the injuries that's been going on in this playoff so far have just been – I feel like there's always injuries, but it's been more than it's ever happened. I mean, we're only in the first round, and I feel like I can name – I feel like I need more than my two hands to name all the injuries that's gone on in these playoffs so far. So, yeah, I mean, we're getting lucky. We're getting lucky. Team that's not really getting so lucky, though, I mean, how about yeah, – I'd say it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, lost Giannis to injury in game one. Um, couldn't return to the game. They lost that game. They won game two on their home floor. Um, but they weren't able to steal a game on the road. And now the number one seed in all of the playoffs is on the brink. They're down 3-1. And it's against a team that's probably hotter than any team in the playoffs right now. Like I just said a few minutes ago, they're the number one shooting team percentage-wise in all playoffs, which is crazy to me because they were not shooting the three ball well at all in the regular season. Um, barely scraped by in the play-in. But it just seems like the playoff time came and playoff – Hemi Butler has just turned up just like he always has. Jimmy's averaging 36 and a half points in this series so far. Probably one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life in game four last night on a Monday night. 56 points and nine rebounds from Jimmy Butler. 22 points in the first quarter, 21 points in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Bucks alone by himself in the final, I want to say, eight-minute stretch or whatever it was. I mean, there's a point in the first quarter where he scored 17 straight for the Heat. Yeah. I mean... He's, He's been unreal. 
Yeah, he's, he's been different. He's, he's different. been unreal. And even though Giannis returned in game four and it seemed like he had no problems dealing with that back injury, which surprised me a bunch, having a 26-point triple-double, it still wasn't enough. 56 points from Jimmy Butler, I mean, it was unreal. With the home environment, it was an incredible game to watch. And now next thing you know, the eighth seed in the East is one game away from beating this Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks team, who was the favorites to win it all going into the playoffs. I mean, you got to think the Bucks, of course, they'll have a chance because of how good their team is, but can they get it done? Or is it time to start worrying about Hemi Butler for the rest of these playoffs? Because, I mean, he's been unreal. unreal. I mean, I don't know where to start. So I do <laughs> think the Bucks can come back. That's the 1-3-1 series where I think that the team with only one win can end up winning the series. You think this is the only one team or your favorite team? I think in the other 3-1 series, I think the series is over. And every single in, other one? Including the boys, the homeboys. And we'll get to them in a we'll minute. I'll be happy about talking about that. Yeah. Sad, but... <laughs> so... I don't know. I think the Bucks are... I don't know if Jimmy Butler's ever going to have a game like that again in his well, career. No, I mean, that was probably the fourth best performance in playoff history yeah so i'd probably I mean, agree but he's even, on a roll yeah he is on a he's roll, on another level i think if the bucks can turn it up and play like how they were in the regular season i think they can win three straight um i mean Giannis had a 26 point triple double and they lost but it's crazy i'm gonna say this i think they need more out of him he needs out to have yeah he needs to have 30 35 and they he, they got to win the series, and he's but the other crazy thing. He's that, supposed to be the best player in the world. I mean, they got to get it done. <laughs> I think I think he played really well last night. He did. He played amazing. He was twelve for twenty two. He his back was bothering him. Yeah, last game. Brook Lopez had thirty six last night. <laughs> Brook Lopez had thirty six. How yeah. do you not win that game? How many did like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton? Have? They both had fourteen. They didn't shoot great. Percentages. No defense. They didn't shoot great percentages. I mean, stats are almost identical. I mean, outside of the Bucks out-rebounding the Heat by quite a good amount, seven, the rebounds are identical. The turnover differential is identical. Steals, blocks, they've hit, they hit the same amount of threes. The Bucks took 10 more shots, shot 6% worse from the field. But, I mean, I don't know what to think of that game. I think that's just greatness from Jimmy Butler in that game yeah. when they stole it. He knew what was at stake. But when I think of the series, I totally think the Bucks do have a chance to come back. They got two games at home. All you got to think of is you got to take game six. That's going to be the hardest game you're going to play all series. Yeah. Um, I think the Heat win the series. And it's crazy to think because they don't have Tyler Hero and now Giannis is back. And, I mean, everyone says they're the best team in basketball. And before I continue to say why I think the Heat are going to win the series, I, I want the Bucks to win the series. And maybe that makes no sense as a Celtics fan. But I say it every week, I don't want the easy way out. And on paper, playing the Heat is the easy way out compared to playing Giannis and the Bucks. Definitely. And I don't want the easy way out because I think, I think my boys, the Celtics, can be anybody on any given night. I think they're the best team in basketball. And I don't want any excuses when it comes to end of the road in a couple months and they do what I think they're going to do. I mean, you're going to get the I hard, don't want none of that. You're going to get the hardest second round in the East, so. I mean, I think the second hardest round regardless, but we definitely have the tougher matchup because we're playing Embiid. Yeah. But I mean, the Sixers are just... I mean, the Knicks round. look good right now. The Knicks look 
good. Yeah. Up 3-1 on your boys. Cleveland has been shooting horrendous in that series. They've been getting killed on the glass um, each and every game outside of the game they won. Um, I mean, I looked in that series a little bit, and the rebounding was the biggest differential in that series. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, and Donovan played the worst game I've seen him play all season. In game four, and probably the biggest game they needed him to play in. I mean, a chance to tie it up going home in game five. Instead, he sells the bag, and they end up losing that game 102 to 93. Just like um, Utah. Just like Utah. I th- he was playing better in Utah in the playoffs, though. He's not playing nearly as good. No, he's he sucked ass last game. Like yeah. he was when I when the ball was in his hands at the end of the game, like I was pissed. Why does he have the rock? Yeah. He's playing horrible. Um they I just mean, don't have anybody to get it done. They they don't even have an offense. I don't know. It's so hard to describe. I mean, They're just hard to watch. Mitchell's averaging twenty two on forty three percent shooting these playoffs. Garland's averaging twenty on forty two percent. Um, I mean, like they're scoring the points, but not nearly the points that they need to be scoring. Um, because they don't have any role guys or even their third and fourth best player aren't scorers. No. Um, like these guys are their scoring, and when they're not scoring, they can't win games, and it's showing in this series. Um, and another thing that's showing is that their um, top-tier front court that everyone was talking about, is they're getting exposed big time. Jared Allen is looking overrated as hell. He's yeah. been struggling to rebound the ball. Evan Mobley's been playing fine. Evan Mobley's been playing fine, but I mean – I think I think his defense on Randall's I mean it's been well. Randall's been struggling in this series as well. But I mean they're still getting their way on the glass. Um, you know, pointing out the differential in these games. Game one, everything in their stats was basically identical. Um, but the Knicks won that game by four, and it was because they out rebounded the Cavs fifty one to thirty eight. Yeah. I mean, it just gave them more opportunities and it showed at the end of the game winning by four. Cavs out rebounded the Knicks in game two by seven, and they dominated that game. Knicks barely won the glass in game three, but Cavs shot 39% from the field, 21% from three, and they had 20 turnovers. Yeah. Self-inflicting wounds right there. And then in game four, they got killed on the glass, out rebounded by 14. Cavs shot well, 47%. 26% from three is never going to cut it. It's just self-inflicting wounds, it looks like. They got to rebound the ball, and they got to hit their jumpers. I don't know if that changes in this series. I totally think they still have a chance. They're dominant at home, so I think they can get it done in Game 5, but it looks like they struggle in the Garden big time, turning it over and struggling to shoot the ball. I don't know if that changes in Game 6. And I mean, the Knicks have been killing them on the glass, outplaying them in the series, and Julius Randle hasn't even been their best player. In some some games, he hasn't even been their second-best player. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brunson's in his bag, has been all season. Yeah. R.J. Barrett's playing the best ball he's played all season. Josh Hart has been playing and the best ball he's been playing all season. Hartenstein is killing Jared Allen. Yeah, I, he is. It's crazy. He it's is. actually Him crazy. Him and Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, it's and crazy. And it done. They get every rebound, it seems like. It's wild. And it's that's actually not even wild. talking about Julius Randle. Yeah. Like, everyone thought Cleveland was the big-time rebounding boys. No, the Knicks have shown him how to rebound the ball, and it's showing. And Josh Hart had three straight offensive boards to end the yeah. game yesterday. I mean, it's... Can't happen. No, it can't, can't happen. happen. Can't happen. But... I mean, the Knicks just look like they want it more at that point. But it's because, you know, when I talk about pace of play, like the Cavs have the slowest pace of play in the league. I think it's the slowest or the second slowest in the league. So when, you know, you look at their shots, how many they're shooting a the game, we're talking about that Kings-Warriors series. Like Cavs took 77 shots last game. The game prior, they took 80. But with the 20 turnovers, I mean, you're not, you're not going to win nothing. Um, let's look at game two because I'm interested now. 77. And then in game one, 83. Not terrible. 
But when you're turning over the ball and you're not rebounding the ball, I mean, it's just hard to win games. Yeah, bad combo. Yeah, and <laughs> then they have no they have no depth. They have no one to score on their bench yeah. when their top players aren't playing well. I mean, I, both teams have been playing great defensively all series, I think. Both yeah. teams' defense It's been a gritty like, series. Yeah, it It's has. been a true playoff series. Yeah, and I think that's why the Knicks are going to be a tough out in the second round because yeah. – no matter who I'm, they play. I mean, I think they're going to win the series. I will say that to start, but... The first... This series? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you. they're a tough out. I, I mean, agree with you. You know, everybody's athletic. They're all young. They can score. They can score better than I thought. R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart. All those guys yeah. can score. Um, Quickly's been terrible this season. And Quickly's been horrible. He's been horrible. Yeah, and They're I mean, still winning games. They have a ton of depth. I just... Hartenstein's been great. Mitchell yeah. Robinson's been great. I mean, they have a good team. They um, do. Jalen Brunson was huge acquisition for them last year. I just I hate listening to Stephen A. after they win. I love it. I know you love it because you don't want to play the Cavs. What? Well, we're not going to play the Cavs regardless. They wouldn't win in the second round. You don't want them. I do want the Cavs. Are you kidding me? I don't want the Cavs. We beat the Cavs in five. In five. That's how they're playing right now. Well, how do you think they're going to play against us? Like we're they, gonna, like we're they gonna did expo- when they beat them three one in the we're regular gonna, season. Okay, but regular season is different, and we had guys out in a couple games in that series, not the game we went to, but other games, and we're gonna do exactly what every other team would do when they face up against them in their series. They're gonna attack their weaknesses, which is obviously their rebounding, and I mean they have they have four guys on their roster that can play basketball. <laughs> That's like yeah. So you're right. I mean, our bench would kill their bench. I don't care if Tatum and Brown are struggling all game. We're going to be down by 10 when they get subbed down, and then we're going to be tied or up two when they get subbed back in because our bench is going to kill their bench yeah. with the guys we have, Derek White, Brogdon. Um, Robert Williams off the bench has been incredible. I want to see that rest of the playoffs. He's been unreal. I mean, his rebounding ability has just been something different. I feel like he's playing his best ball of his career. He's looked unreal. Yeah. Guys. I'm loving I'm loving it. So, no, I would not be scared to play the Cavs. I was preferring it, actually. I'd way rather play the Cavs than Philadelphia in the second round. So, And well, yeah. I'd, I'd way rather play the Knicks, too. I mean, I know the Knicks play as well, like the Cavs do, but, I mean, it'd, be, it'd still be a tough series. But, you know, Philadelphia with Embiid, I don't want to face that top dog. No. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't. Sixers are tough. That being said, I still think we get it done because we always play Philly well. And in the playoffs, we've owned them over Tatum's career and Marcus's career. So, I mean, we'll see if the script stays the same way or if it changes. But, I mean, the playoffs are only going to keep getting better. <laughs> only going to keep getting better. But talking about all these series now and all the teams in a 3-1 deficit, um, now that we've gotten through all of the series, you think the Bucks have the best chance to come back, huh? Yeah. You don't? I mean, I do. But I think there's – it's tough, though. Because, I, like I said, I still think the Heat win the series. I think they get it done in game six. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I think that the teams with... Unless Giannis, Giannis, you know, does Giannis, then that might change. I mean, I think every team that's up 3-1 is going to win the series, but I think the Bucks have the best chance of coming back from that deficit. Yeah, I mean, I think the Timberwolves won't come back. Get them out of it. Yeah. Clippers aren't even playing their guys, so they're not coming <laughs> back. Get them out of it. Hawks aren't coming back against Celtics. Get them out of it. And then, it, I mean, it leaves the Cavs, the Grizzlies, and the Bucks. I think the Grizzlies still have a chance, but, I mean, they just got to shoot the ball better, and they got to – I think Jaron Jackson Jr. has to be better. He played a great game one, but outside of that, I feel like he's kind of been – He shot five for 15 he's, last night. I mean, he's kind of been compromised, yeah. and that's something that needs to change. I mean, defensive player of the year, 
he's a good offensive player. He can score on all three levels when he's playing well. They just got to be better. I don't know what else to say. I mean, that Dylan Brooks, he's almost seems like a liability. He's been horrendous, like I said, when we first started talking about that. I think they can win game five just because they're at home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the Lakers win it in six. Um, Cavs, yeah, I, th- I guess I think they li- – I think all these teams lose in six. But, I mean, I still think the Cavs have a chance. Yeah. If Donnie and Darius Garland play to the best of their ability – which is what I'm – in my head, it's like 38 and 30 yeah. a piece from them. Like, They're you should be able to win any game when both your two players drop 30-plus. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen it one time. I just want to see it one time. Let's see how they look <laughs> when they're balling like that and then you just have Allen under the basket catching lobs all night long because the pressure is all on these two guys. Or Kuro's hitting his open shots. Jetty Osmond's hitting his open shots. And – Evan Mobley also like I feel like when they all play their best like they can still be a good team. I mean, we just haven't team we haven't seen it at all. Best. We haven't yeah. seen it at all. No, we haven't. So I'm not going to count them out yet. But I mean I just don't think we've seen it. We haven't seen it all. We haven't seen it all series long. It's just disappointing in my eyes. But you know they're a few years away. They have a great team. They have a great future ahead of them. But they're a couple years away. Yeah, it's showing. So with all this being <laughs> said, Ben. And all of this breakdown through all of these games and all of these series, who were your picks last week or going into these playoffs to uh, to make it to the finals? Are your picks staying the same? Anything know. you're changing different? Um, has anything changed your mind throughout looking in this series or you think uh, it's all going to be chalk in the end? I mean, I expect it to be the Celtics and I want to say the Suns. But I also want to say Denver, so it's yeah. t- it's tough. Yeah, um, I mean LA's looked great. Um, yeah, they have, but I don't think they're going to beat a team like the Suns, or I don't even think they'd beat Denver. Even, what about Golden State and Sacramento? Yeah, exactly. I just think they have to beat too many good teams to get there. Yeah, um, but they're up three one on the two seed, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what I've gotten from the playoffs so far is like I feel like going into it, the only teams I had to potentially make the finals in the West was Phoenix, Denver, and Memphis and Golden State, I think, are my four. Um, I mean, Memphis is obviously out of that. I still think Golden State can do it, but I think I'm replacing Memphis or Sacramento. I mean, I think the Lakers have a chance with the way they've been playing, the way their role players have been playing with their defense. I think their defense is the biggest thing of them all. Um, I think they have a shot to make the finals. I really do. It's bizarre in my head to think about. But I'd probably put the Lakers in that with Golden State, Sacramento, um, Phoenix, and Denver. And it's a lot of teams. And, and my eyes just shows how open the West is. I think I think it's anyone's show. If the Lakers make the finals, I think they're going to win it. No. <laughs> I think they will. No. I really do. If they make the finals, they're playing unreal basketball. They have still probably the best player in the world. Still, probably the best center slash power forward in the world. There's Boston Reeves is giving you 25, and those guys are giving you 27 and 7, 25, 7 and 7. I just. GG's. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair thought, fair take. And I hate um, to say it, but for your boys, you don't want to see LeBron. Oh, yes. LeBron oh, owns, my gosh. Yes, I do. LeBron did. owns the Celtics. LeBron owns the Celtics. I want to see it really bad. And, yeah, that, and, and yes, that narrative's a real thing. Um, I don't think it changes how our team is. I don't no, think, absolutely, I don't think absolutely it does I don't think we change the way we play because of LeBron. And 
but LeBron just always steps it up when he plays the Celtics. Just, I understand that, but we've also never seen LeBron play the Celtics in a moment like this since his Cleveland days. Yeah, but um, now it's, and it's he's even not bigger the same type that. of guy. It's Los Angeles and Boston. It's like the, I think one we, of the biggest I think rivalries that in sports. I mean, I think we beat anybody. I know you're paying and, the Celtics, but I but I truly think that like we're the we're the deepest team in the league. We're one of the best scoring teams in the league. Um, we have no weakness when it comes to scoring the ball. We have no weakness when it comes to defensive liability. If there's one guy, I'd say it's Sam Hauser. And if it's only one guy, I think he'll be okay because he even does fine in moments. But I feel like you could say all the same things about the Lakers when they're that all is not true. Playing. What, what do you know? What about Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell? Like what if they're bowling? Yeah, but they're. They're not the type of defenders that right like now Derek in the playoffs. White they is. don't have a weakness. They they're not struggling to score. They're not. They're playing amazing defense. The Lakers might be my favorite in the West. The way I'm talking. <laughs> wow! <laughs> look at that bold take. I mean, I guess it's not bold up three one on the two seed, but it's LeBron. I, mean, I heard that from you once all year long. I mean, I would love for that match. Win or lose, I, I want the, I want to see, see Celtics Lakers. That would be I crazy. want that rivalry to come back. Yeah, that I would do. be nuts. But no, I don't think anyone's stopping my boys this year. I think we're going for it all. I think we finally got the team for it. And I think I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. And like I said, like I want to go through Giannis too because I, I think we can beat even the best boys. Like I want to go, I want to play the Suns in the finals or the Lakers. Um, I want to play Milwaukee. I want to play, I mean, second round, second round. So I'd rather play Cleveland or New York, but whatever. Like I'm not worried <laughs> about, I'm not worried about Philly. Um, not even a little bit. That series doesn't scare you at all. Of course, I'm scared a little bit in my head, but That's I just, a, it's confidence. And those boys just get confidence. to rest. It's they trust. Get a, they got a week off. It's trust. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Embiid, Embiid's week off now isn't rest. Rehab. It's rehab. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that just ruined it all. Yeah, for, him, so, for him. For him. But, you know, um, guys but, like, I, but we guard Maxi really well. I think, I think he's going to struggle this series um, once we get the job done tonight. I think James Harden's going to play a huge factor. He's going to have to have his 10 assists a game, but I think he also have, has to have 25 a game to beat us in a series. He has to because um, I don't know where else the scoring is coming from. I don't think Tobias is putting 20-plus. P.J. Tucker, no. He's going to hit a couple threes a game. Um, is P.J. Tucker guarding JT? Yeah. I, I don't know, but I think it's, it's a, a mismatch. It's a, it is a mismatch. It's a mismatch <laughs> any, wherever. I agree. <laughs> um, and I think you can say that with any matchup against any team. Any matchup against any team, he's shown that he can play well. Yeah, I mean, JT is one of those guys who can play well against anybody. But and that's why I want to play the Suns because we've shown that I feel we like can his biggest, KD his well. biggest, you know, his kryptonite is LeBron, Jimmy Butler. Um, no, because he's, I mean, of course he had a couple games in that series he didn't shoot well, but no one talks about how Jimmy had four, like four points, six points, nine points apiece in three games in that series. Yeah, I mean, if he he did. But Jimmy Butler plays great defense. On Who the is Jason Tatum's kryptonite? That's interesting to think about because you could say LeBron. You could, um, but he, he, hasn't, see, he hasn't seen him in a while. Yeah, he hasn't seen he him. He banged in a while. on him, but he's never um, beat him. No, nah, like, but he hasn't beat him. Yeah. Um, you could say Giannis, but he's honestly beaten Giannis more times than not when they've matched up over their careers. Yeah. You could say the Heat, but that's like a 50 50 shot throughout our matchups in those careers. Um, we own Philly. Um, I, I just don't think he has one yet. Hopefully, we don't run into one because he's been a winner in his in his career. I mean, a lot of people laughed about how they couldn't get past the Eastern Conference Finals. It's always what they what they got to and couldn't get past it. But you know, they got through that last year, and that's why I feel like a Sun Celtic series would be incredible. Suns losing in six games after going up two zero to the Bucks. Celtics up two one against the Warriors last year. Couldn't get it done. 
I mean, I feel like that'd just be two teams that want it yeah. more than anybody else, and it'd be a battle. But, yeah, I'd love to see that, or I'd, I'd love to see the matchup against the Lakers. For one, because it's Braun, and two, Celtics-Lakers rivalry. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah. It would be. Some other news um, to get out of there in the NBA that uh, came out the other day. My former boy, Ime Udoka, um, he's, he got hired as head coach in Houston, um, and he's going to be the new head coach for the Rockets um, come next season. Um, I love that get for the Rockets, yeah, honestly. I, mean, I don't know about you, but... No, I mean, I as, think, a, as, I a, think, as a Rockets fan... Oh, get the fuck out of here <laughs> with that. You've seen get the jersey. You've that. seen the jersey. Get out of here with that. You sound like a clown. But okay. continue. My Rockets are going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, They're going to be good in a couple of years. In a couple of years, they could be good. They have some potential. They have a couple guys that have some good talent. I just hope he doesn't fuck up again. Hopefully he's not Houston's a dangerous place. Houston's Houston's got a lot of strip clubs down there in Texas. Houston's a dangerous place. I mean, you saw it with James Harden. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, I think it's a great hire for the Rockets. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish him the best because I'm still a fan of him. He took us to the finals. I think he's a great coach. He's fantastic. I think he's a great coach. coach. We'll see how much of it was because of the talent on the Celtics. Though. Yes, yes. Well, he'll he'll have to really prove himself. We'll see how he is as like a uh, um, what's the right word I'm looking for? He's coaching a rebuild team, um, pretty much. Yes, but like you know, X's and O's and development. Like he just, I see. I think his player development and his player connection is great. I think, and I think that's I one think of that's the main what, pieces you need as a head coach. I think that's what Houston needs specifically yes, too. Yeah, because I feel like I watching them have no chemistry. Like it doesn't look like they're having fun out there. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Um but I've seen I've seen Udoka make adjustments in playoff series. I've seen him um make great connections with the best of his players that he's had. Because I mean he's also coached Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie over in Brooklyn before he came over. He coached Kawhi Leonard in Sacramento under Greg Popovich. Um, he's coached a bunch of superstars. San Antonio, but yeah. What did I just say? Sacramento. I'm sorry. In San Antonio with the Spurs. Um, so he's had a lot of experience with top players. So I think that's that's huge for this Rockets team, and I think that sets him up well for the future. But hats off, Udoka. Yeah. Some other news that we have to get through throughout this podcast. I said this podcast was jam packed for a reason. Aaron Rodgers' deal finally got made. Was it yesterday or today? My was. mind's all over the place. I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was yesterday. I don't know why I'm thinking it was this morning. Aaron Rodgers, the deal to the Jets finally got made, and it was for picks that some people weren't expecting. The Jets, uh, they traded away their number 13 pick in this year's draft, um, giving that to the Packers to go along with a, a second-round pick in this year's draft, a sixth-round pick in this year's draft, as well as a conditional 2024 second-round pick that will become a first-round pick if Rodgers plays 60% of the snaps next year, which I think will happen on bearing an unfortunate injury. Um, and then the Jets in return, I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers, they got a 2023 fifth-round pick, and then they got the number 15 pick in this year's draft. So um, just flopping picks with uh, Green Bay in the first round there. I mean, that's huge for the Jets, of course. Obviously, they got their piece that they needed um, to hopefully put them over the top. The first thing I want to ask is who do you think won this deal? Because, I mean, yes, yes, Green Bay gave up Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like they had no leverage going into this trade. I mean, I'm going to say the Jets won the deal. Just okay. I mean, the Jets are going to have the better team this season. Mm-hmm. So I, the Jets are – I cannot wait to watch the Jets. 
can't wait to watch Aaron Rodgers with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and you know just all these guys and and a good defense, a good defense. Alan Lazard, yeah, McCole Hardman. I mean, I think they're scary. They're a scary team in the AFC. I mean, if I'm a Bills fan or a Patriots fan, Miami fan, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous two Sundays out of the year. <laughs> And that's because Discount Double Check is coming over the AFC and adding on to the loaded QB core in the AFC. The yeah. AFC is definitely the most dominant about, conference. Yeah, it's crazy. Without a doubt. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Tua. Those are probably the eight best, seven yeah. best yeah. in no, that conference. But I mean, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, the top quarterbacks, I feel like seven of the ten best quarterbacks in the league are all in the AFC. 100%. So, I mean, it just shows where the talent level is all at right now. Moves into a big question, though. Top five teams in the AFC. I feel like the top teams are obvious, but I feel like there's a couple teams that some people love and some people don't love. Just throwing out my teams real quick, I mean, I think it's obviously Kansas City. I think it's Cincinnati, without a doubt. I think Buffalo's still in that mix. Without a doubt, huh? Um, I, like I, that. I like that from you. I like that from you. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I think the Jets are for sure a top team in, in this conference. Yeah. And then, I mean, the fifth pick is hard for me because to me, I think, to me, I think it's either the Chargers or the Dolphins. You um, said Buffalo at three, right? Well, I didn't think they were in any order. Um, oh, okay. I wasn't putting them in any key order, but yeah, it probably they'd be three or four. I don't know. For me, it's Chiefs, Bengals. I don't know. Bills. The fifth team's hard. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Jets got to be in there. Jets are four. And then the fifth team's hard, you know. I'm probably taking the Ravens with Lamar. And then you're, yeah, like the Ravens, the Jaguars. Like, I don't think it'll be the Ravens. I don't think anything's going to change. What's different about that roster outside again, Odell? Um, Chargers? I think it's the Chargers, honestly. We didn't even say Justin Herbert out of um, the. Oh, we, you didn't? I thought you did. When we were talking about QBs. I thought you did. I didn't okay. even say Justin My Herbert. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think saying that, it's literally because I don't, I have a lot of question marks surrounding Tua. Yeah, and his health. I think it's a big deal. Um, but if he's healthy and he's playing well, they have one of the best offenses in football. Um, so the AFC is going to be insane no matter what. There's a lot of good teams. We'll see how the Raiders bounce back. Yeah, um, I'm already excited for the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah, for the playoffs. <laughs> for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're making it. We're making it. So yeah. I mean, yeah. let's... hey, welcome to that level. Welcome injuries, to that level. Injuries. Got to knock right? on wood. It's fun. <laughs> Another question that I'm I was really Curiously thinking about it, I feel like we brought it up the other day when we were chatting. Some people, I mean, I do not think at all the Jets have a top five receiving core in the league. Do you think that? Because my next question is, who are the top five receiving cores in the league going into the season? Because I mean, Bengals are one. <laughs> uh, Miami's two. Yeah. I mean, after that, like, there are really good receiving cores. Um, you know who I think is really underrated receiving core? Chargers. Chargers. I'm going to put them in there. That's a good one. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> but I think um, the Jaguars receiving core with Calvin Ridley is going to be really good. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. I just don't think they have any of those. Like They got that top guy. Calvin Bengals, Ridley, got, Bengals got two of them. I think Calvin Ridley is better than T. Higgins. No. When he's healthy? Oh my, dude, I don't, you, think, I don't so. think you remember I, how I, good he was. He's a fifteen hundred yard a year good. like type of guy. You don't think T. Higgins can be that when he's? I mean, if he's a wide receiver one, but he's not going to be. <laughs> I don't think he's top ten receiver in the league. No, Maybe not I top don't. ten, but I think Calvin T. Higgins is top, is top ten. 
wow, I can't believe you're saying this. I think 100% agree. All day long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Calvin really can do more than... Hootay. <laughs> it's tough because I mean it's been a season since Calvin Ridley's played but he's insane yeah I mean with Matt Ryan and no one else around him he gave you 1400 yards I, I don't know what I was trying to get he's a better QB up. I mean he has other guys around him obviously T Higgins is my guy the Jaguars can be really good this year I'm not a big Trevor Lawrence fan he's a good quarterback he is and they got a good team I think Trevor Lawrence a, is a top good... six quarterback in the league yeah, like I You don't have him that high at all. I don't think so. He's a good quarterback, but I think he's like right. I mean, just thinking about names, I mean like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, my boy, Jalen Hurts. I think Justin Herbert's better than Trevor Lawrence. Aaron Rodgers. I do think Aaron Rodgers is better than Trevor Lawrence. I do. I mean, that's might be where he is next, because you know, Dak Prescott hasn't looked too impressive to me. No, he's better than Dak. Um Kirk Cousins is just a system quarterback. Tua's he doesn't have the best arm, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you could argue Lamar. You could, just because yeah. of how special he is running the ball. Um, top ten's a great, great debate, though. Top ten's a great debate. I mean, the NFL is at peak right now. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it is. It's a you know it's at it peak is. when the Bengals are competing for Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you um, know. <laughs> All right, you're getting a little too happy on this podcast right now. Just listing receiving cores, though, like just looking at the list, like, yes, I think Jaguars have a good receiving core, but I definitely think Buffalo's – or, excuse me, I definitely think Cincinnati has a better receiving core. I mean, their top two guys are without a doubt top tier. Miami as well, top two guys without a doubt top tier. Um, I think Philadelphia has an insane receiving core. I think A.J. Brown was huge. Um, I think Dallas goes under the radar, their new addition as well. Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's a yeah great addition with CD Lamb. Um, so that's definitely debatable. Um, Seattle with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, how about a Sutton, a lot of people don't Sutton think about and Judy. Um, you know, I, I think that's they, debatable for sure. They were really. Compared I mean, to the they Jaguars. didn't look great last season, but I their offensive scheme I think was Jerry, so bad. We'll see. We'll see how they are. I think they with, have promise. With Sean Payton, I, I don't, dude. I don't, they're gonna they're gonna be. Good. I don't think I take them over Jaguars receivers though. Russell Wilson. Um. I hate to say he looked like shit last year, but we didn't put him in any QB list like for the AFC. And we'll see. He's gonna have to prove it. He looked terrible last year. He did. Year. Maybe maybe it was the coach. Sean but Payton. His is, his accuracy was off the chain bad. Like I think part of that is him as well. It could be chemistry so we'll with the receivers. Better, it could be. I I don't know. I think a lot of it was on the coach. I mean, I don't know. But just finishing out my list, like New Orleans. I think New Orleans is better than Jacksonville. I mean, it's a good core, guys. And then I didn't even say Tampa Bay, who still has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are good receivers. Yeah, Mike Evans is great. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But then going back to your point about Russell Wilson, I mean, nah, I I mean, it's so weird to say because of how good of a career he's had. But last season, it was just unreal how bad he was. It was unreal. It was unreal. I hate seeing the excuses of, oh, it was the head coach. Oh, it was chemistry issues. Like, nah, dude, that throw sucked. Like yeah, that did happen. This guy is open, and you missed him big time. But he could be. But I see all the time where guys are open, but the quarterback expects him to be somewhere else. Like I feel like coaching. That's one thing. Play calling, like that's one thing. But I feel like I saw way too many interceptions. And on top of that, along with his missed one of my favorite running backs in the league just got tore his ACL week one. Yeah, I mean Denver has a great offense, in my opinion. 
I'm going to give them another chance. I mean, I definitely think they're going to be better with Sean Payton now. I mean, one of the best head coaches in pro football. I mean, I think um, I think they should I think defense. I think they should win 9 games, 10 games. I think they have that type of I feel talent. like that's asking for a lot in the type of division they're in. No, I mean, yeah, with Kansas, I mean, Kansas City. Kansas City's insane. Chargers are no joke. Yeah. Um, and then the I mean, the Raiders are we'll gonna, see what to expect from the Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo now and their team. I mean, they're no slouches either. No, I don't think they're. The division games are going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, we'll we see. That, they could win a few of we them. We thought that last year, and we thought their, their division was going to be amazing and all this shit. But, like, you know, they, like they how you're talking, mid. you're expecting Denver to be better. I am expecting um, Denver to I'm be expecting better. the Raiders to be better as well. Are Very you? poor season from Derek Carr last year. Yeah. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good system guy, the guy they needed. Josh Jacobs had best season of his career last year. This um, dog. And then, of course, you got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers. I mean, like, all those guys, uh, the bottom two guys have promised to be better. And then I'm expecting the Chiefs to stay on top. And then I'm expecting the Chargers to be better as well. I mean, I, they had a good season, but it could have been way better. They got a good team. Yeah. So do you think that's the best division in the AFC? No. God. I think it's the AFC East. When when you're talking about Buffalo, Miami, and um, the Jets, I mean, just all those three teams can be very lethal come playoff yeah. time. I'm going to say the North. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I think the Bengals are easily the best team in that division. Um, Steelers, then, while the Steelers always manage to find a way to be eight, uh, 500, even when their roster's poor. They almost poor, made the playoffs last year. But if they make the playoffs, that's the team you want to play. Sure, Kenny but Pickett, they're in the playoffs. Pick, how good is Kenny Pickett? If the AFC North, how good is Kenny Pickett though? You we'll need to have a good quarterback year. to win we'll in the see playoffs. This year. Outside of the 49ers, are the one team that I'll allow. I mean, with Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Muth, and George Pickens, that's a great receiving core for him. Um, he should have a good year. Yeah. I mean, assuming he's a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and the Ravens have Lamar, and then. You know, the Browns were got Deshaun 10 games into the season. They're going to have an offseason now to get better <sighs> chemistry. We'll see. It could be. It's a scary division. I'm still laying AFC East. AFC East just laid a big egg for me in the playoffs last year. Not for me, yeah. but help me out, obviously. Yeah. Boys got it done against the Bills um, in a dominant fashion, might I add. <laughs> Snow yeah, game. I, mean, I kind of felt mm-hmm. bad for the Bills. I mean, I was thinking, I was singing all in the fall. I mean, I had them since the beginning, so I had to ride with them. But I thought the DeMar Hamlin thing was just a – I mean, they were dealing with injuries all year long. The DeMar Hamlin injury, I thought it was just going to be a perfect script with all that controversy to get it done. But, no, nah, they didn't. They didn't They didn't get it done. It was no match for my bank. It was <laughs> – but Josh Allen also kind of had a, a bit of a letdown year. A lot of turnovers last season. That's something that needs to be fixed. Yeah, but he also – I don't know. It's expected. It's going to happen. for – yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not. Yards. I'm not giving him hate. I still think he's the second best quarterback in football, easily. I'm saying easily too. That's that dude's. That's unreal. Act, at he's this unreal. Point, at this point, that take is kind of outrageous. Joe Burrow is the maybe. second best quarterback in football, and maybe. it's not even close. But Joe Burrow also has some of the best. He has the best players around him in football. He has some and of the best players around. Bills him. had the best defense in football last year. The best? Yes. I don't think that's yes, true. Yes, they did. The best. The Bills had the best defense up until the playoffs because they lost Von Miller. They lost more guys than that. They had they they were Jordan dealing Boyer, with injuries I mean, all Jordan season Boyer long in their secondary. Hurt, yeah, all season long they were dealing with injuries. I mean, dem- on the defensive end, they were dealing with injuries. Yeah, you're starting to remember a little bit now. I mean, kind of. I remember them being great, and then they fell off for a few weeks. 
I don't know. Bengals just Joe Burrow can't run like Josh Allen. Can. I don't care. And Josh Joe Allen can has do, a tremendous. Joe Burrow can throw the ball. He can read defenses. He can do everything else except for running the ball better than Josh Allen, and it's not close. He can do everything better except for running the football. I and think he might I think, not be able. I think to, you're just saying he might he not can be able, defense he, as well. He might not of be how able. Good the offense is. He might not be able to throw the ball 75 yards, but he's throwing it perfectly every time. He's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know. Beat him. Beat him. What a We're going to see twice. this year. I mean, I the top these top four, top five QBs, I would say top four. I would put Jalen Hurts in that. Um, I think he's deserving. Um, the reason why I put him at four, though, is because he can't throw the ball farther than 50 yards, 55, like these top quarterbacks can. Patrick Mahomes is a different animal. Um, Patrick, I'd, yeah. That's... probably put Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in a tier two. Um, I probably put Jalen Hurts, unless I'm forgetting someone, alone in a tier three. Probably him and Rodgers in a tier three. I don't. Those are the top guys, top five guys, in my opinion. I don't know how much but, better Jalen Hurts is than Lamar. Um, I think he had a better. I mean, offense. you could maybe put him in that. That's fine. Yeah. I'd be okay if we put Lamar in a tier three because he's a he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> but he just he's injury but prone. No, jo- Josh Allen's a hell of a player. He is. I'm not taking anything. And I away feel from like him. I feel like because of the poor. Few poor performances he had last year with a little bit of the turnover problems. I feel like he's starting to get a little bit of you know, people are starting to put him down on the list a little bit, and I don't, I don't think that's necessary. What's down though? Because I feel like everybody. Well, puts he, turn, him at, he everybody had too puts many him turnovers at, last year. Everybody he like, puts he like him out led like, the league in turnovers last year. He had a lot. Yeah, but I'm saying what's down on the list because every list I see is third, which is I think. Well, right I think he, he deserves to be. be two. I think he deserves to be two. For what? I feel like a year. I feel like the year, the season anything. prior, a lot of people were saying Josh Allen was better than. Well, yeah, because he's he always run anything. into Pat Mahomes. He hasn't, he hasn't be, been able to beat Pat Mahomes. He hasn't be, been able he to beat, beat Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow either. The one time that was a one time. Okay, it would have been twice. Come on, he's they got were dominating a lot of, he's that got game. A lot of his career left. They were to dominating. Go. That he's got game. a lot of his career left to go. So we can't beat the good quarterbacks in the division. So he's not the best quarterback. So far, yes. But I think that narrative is going to change eventually. He's too good. And not only and could he not beat them. And going to continue to get better. They're not going to get injured all, all year long every season from here on out. I think the Bills roster was miles ahead of the Chiefs. And they just no, can't get I disagree done. completely. The Chiefs offense was. Oh, then the or Bills was better than the Chiefs? The Bills had the best roster in football last year. Outside of the Eagles. Yeah, I think the Eagles and the Niners did. And then and you I, could argue the Bills had the, had a better defense. Um, but they were like we were saying they going they into last season. Every, all, they were banged up all yeah, season. Yeah, but going into last season, everybody was oh, and like, the Bengals, their offense is great. Bengals offense know? was way better than the Bills. Well, offense. the Bengals offense had is their, their running game is unmatched. their running game is unbelievable. I just think, um, and then I mean their wide receiving core is the best in the league. It's the best in the league. I'm not comparing them to the Bengals. And that's Obviously, Joe the Bengals have the, the best. Jamar Chase and T Higgins, like that's yeah, unreal. And then the best slot receiver in the league. I get it. I'm not. I'm not saying that the Bills had. I'm pulling out a I'm Nick saying, Davis right near right here. He's not gonna hear this, but if you put Josh Allen on that Bengals team, best team in football. They're winning every year. No. They're winning every year. No. <laughs> no, because we're turning it over three times a game. That's not gonna happen this season. He's gonna fix it. We'll He's see. Fix it. We'll see. I'm excited. <laughs> we got a little just, we, we got we got a little ahead of ourselves. I wanted to just do a point or two going to the NFL. But I'm this just, is fun. I'm making my points. Sports that are fun. I just don't think you can call somebody you can't. Like you're giving them too much praise for not I'm just doing giving shit. shit. You're Josh giving, Allen? Yes. Dude, giving it's, him too much hard, it's hard to win in professional sports. But if he's one of one those top person, guys, one team wins he's a making year. it to the Super one Bowl. One team wins a year. Like, you can't give him hate because he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. Some of the best quarterbacks of all time have only won one Super Bowl. Two I get Super that, Bowls. but last year you're saying 
from the start, week one, Bills are my Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because their team is insane, and he still couldn't get insane. it done. But they were they were getting banged up all season long. And uh, going into the playoffs, I was saying they're going to get healthy. They're going to get healthy. Gets the never happened. Bengals get screwed and in then the playoffs. His turno- have to go and then to his turnover Buffalo. problems never changed. I wish I could give you shit like this in basketball. Obviously, my boys are the top dogs in the league. I mean, I think that goes without saying. You, if you watch ball, you can see it. <laughs> I agree. I think the Celtics are probably the favorites um, to win the finals right now. But the AFC is going to be insane next year. Yeah. With the Jets adding Rodgers, their defense is already top in the league. And now you're getting your star running back um, in Brees Hall, who got injured last year towards ACL. He's a dog. Um, you're adding to your receiving core, Garrett Wilson. You're getting one of the best quarterbacks of all time in Aaron Rodgers with your defense. I mean, this team's it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's, an, it's another path that the rest of the conference has to go through yeah. to get to that championship game, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make for, for a hell of a story. Because when you think about it— going to be crazy. When you think about it with, you know, uh, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Jets, I mean, you could think those are going to be the four teams in the divisional rounds every year for the next two to five years, however the, long Rodgers is on the Jets. The Bills and the Jets, one of them can only be in the top four seeds, and the other one's a wild a card. A wild card, yes. So, which is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Aaron but that also, Allen but if they're a wild card, card, they're most likely they won't play those three teams though, because they'll be the top three seeds. Yeah. Unless you know, you never know. Maybe not. I mean, you but, get two teams from the AFC North, two teams from the AFC East, and then your two other division winners. And is it seven right now? Um, yes. I'm probably, I don't know. The AFC North is something, but let's let's move away from this. I feel like we've kind of. We kind of got stuck here, but it's hard to when we're talking football. Football's fun. <laughs> to end the podcast, what I wanted to talk about, the NFL drafts this week. It starts on Thursday. Um, we're going to find out a lot of answers about, you know, um, teams getting their team needs, um, about where all these quarterbacks are going to go, specifically, you know, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. But a question that I kind of want to ask you and in the show, I mean, we're big buck guys. What do you think guys like – Stroud, Paris Johnson, um, JSN are going to go. And I mean, who you think, where do you think they can thrive at most? I mean, it's, it's really, I think Paris Johnson's the best offensive lineman in the draft. You think so? I mean, I know that kid from Northwestern is, he's unreal. Yeah. But I think Paris Johnson's a different animal. I don't, I don't, he gave up like one sack in his career at Ohio State. I don't know. I mean, these guys could go anywhere. Yeah. The one thing I want to see happen, I want to see the Bill or the Bears trade back. With the, the Steelers back for like 16, 17 and draft JSN. I think they I mean, need a wide receiver. I agree. But I could see the Bears taking a lineman or Jalen Carter at nine. I just don't know. A lot of those are tough. Where where do you want to okay, let's let's, I keep, think it, let's keep it simple. Where do you where do you see Stroud going? Stroud should go one. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I think he's the most complete, the most accurate. Might not be as fast as Bryce Young, but he's bigger. He's not gonna what do you have to say about that cognitive test that's been going out and it's been turning off NFL scouts everywhere? Run the tape. <laughs> Love that. Run the tape. Run the tape of the Georgia game. Yeah. yeah. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Like 350 yards. Dog. Showed like he could um, move through his uh, progressions. Yeah. Um, he does it fine. He does it perfectly. Yeah. I would also like to see him in the Colts. I know you were talking to me yeah. about it a little bit earlier. I think Bryce Young's going to end up going one. Um, I don't want to see him in Houston, but I don't think the Texans take a quarterback anyways. 
Unless it's Bryce Young. I think if Bryce Young... But I could I could Bryce also Young. see a thing where he falls. Let's say he doesn't get taken too. Let's say the Colts don't take him and they go with an Anthony Richardson, a Will Levis. Well, I think Richardson goes five if he's there to the Seahawks. I think that's a good fit for them. Um, the Lions aren't taking a quarterback. I don't think the Raiders are taking a quarterback. Um, I think something that could be interesting is the Falcons maybe. If C.J. Stroud um, is there for the Raiders pick, I think they're taking him. You think so? Yeah. If okay. he falls to six or seven... Wow. Like just for trade value. Yeah. No, because I think it's possible to where like a guy like Stroud falls to eleven, like where the Titans are. Or he or he does fall to seven or eight and the Titans trade up and go get him. I mean, if the Titans get CJ Stroud with Derrick Henry, they're gonna be they're gonna be really good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think most likely scenario is he does go to the Colts though. Yeah. In my opinion. I think he either goes one, I don't think he'll go two. If he goes one, I think the uh, Texans, Texans take Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. If he's there, they're going to take him. But I don't think they want CJ Stroud. Something that's been crazy. News has been going out. Will Levis's odds for the one pick has moved from 4,000 to 400. Is that BS or is that something to keep an eye out on? I hope the Panthers take him. Yeah. Just so do fucking I. Fucking ruin their so franchise. Do I. I hope feel they bad <laughs> for my dad, Panthers fan. <laughs> Got to deal with more problems for the next five, 10 years. <laughs> I just. I hope they disrespect those guys like that because they're the two best quarterbacks in the draft, and it's not even close, and I don't understand how people don't see it. But Where do you think Paris Johnson should go? Probably like the 10 to 13 range. Yeah, I think I think that's a guy that maybe the Texans should look to get at 12. Yeah. A team like that, even like, I know it's weird, but like the Eagles, like I know they've always had a, a dominant one. A lot of Texans one. fans want to take a skill position player with that second pick. Yeah, maybe like, like a, a... Like a JSN. Yeah, or, like a JSN. Or um, Bajon Robinson, yeah. he's there. Yeah, which um, is I. I think I think that'd be a good pick for the Titans, and then they trade Derrick Henry, because you got now you have your running back for the future, and you can get picks and other assets for your superstar running back. Yeah, because um, if you're planning on rebuilding, that's just an idea for me. I don't know where he's. he's I go I think then. I think I think you need to look out for Bijan at ten, where yeah. the Eagles go, if they don't go get a guy like Derrick Henry. Because they just lost Miles Sanders, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I mean, they have other decent running backs, but that'd be a great piece to an already loaded roster. But I'd agree. I could see Paris Johnson going to a team like the Eagles, the Bears, the Titans, Texans, um, and then JSN. I think he can range anywhere from 8 to 20. Yeah. I really do. (laughs) Um, It just depends how highly teams like value him. I kind of hope he falls to a team like the Steelers. I think the Packers could use him greatly, obviously. Um, teams like the Commanders, obviously. I think all these teams could use him. Him and Terry McLaurin would be disgusting. Yeah, it would. <laughs> and then, I mean, they got to go get them a quarterback. Curtis Samuel. They got to go get the, yeah, a bunch of Buckeyes. It'd be crazy. It'd be nice. It would be crazy. All right, last question before we end the podcast here. What are you, uh, what are you most looking forward to in the draft? Is it CJ Shroud or? It's the Bengals selection. Yeah? Yeah. Who who you want them to take? I don't think that whatever. What's his name? Yeah. It's not Trent. I don't think I'm thinking about who you're thinking. Who are you thinking of? The Vikings tight end that they signed. Irvin Jr. Irv Smith Jr.? Yeah. That brother. <laughs> okay. What about him? I don't think he's a starting tight end. They said he they want him to be able to fill Hayden Hurst's role, and I don't think he's good enough to. Okay. Um, so you, uh, I see where you're going. I want... Michael Mayer. Yeah. Or Darnell Washington. Yeah. I think I think that's a great one. Yeah, I it's like one that. of those guys. Like and that. if it's not one of those guys, 
a defensive lineman. Okay. Um, I don't. I think we're set on offense. That Orlando Brown signing was huge at left tackle. Dalton Kincaid from Utah. I think he's going to be gone. I think he's going to be the first tight end off the board. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. He's a dog. I'm very surprised that Darnell Washington on the big board is 37. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might. Yeah, I feel like he could be the best tight end in this draft. He could be, because he's an extra lineman on top of everything. Yeah. yeah. So. And that's what I want for my team. I want a guy that can catch the ball, run routes, as well as block, like the, a George Kittle. Be perfect to line up on the Bengals' right side of the line, yeah. weak, the weak side of their line. Yeah. You know, and Lyle Collins is hurt, and you have Darnell Washington over there block, helping the fucking backup right tackle block. I just, I think. I think be, you guys need to go get Darnell Washington. I think he'd be a perfect fit. I think he would. Because um, you guys struggle blocking. But the, right? I don't know. Management coaches said they want Irv Smith Jr. to do what Hayden Hurst does, which makes, makes me think they want to start him. Yeah. So I don't – we'll see what your boys are thinking in a few days. It's right around the corner. I think corner. it's going to work out. Right. Whoever we pick, I think it's going to work out. Should be interesting. Yeah. That being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for a longer episode, I'd say, of Lance's House of Sports. A lot we had to get to. But outside of that, I mean, we'll see the updates in the NBA playoffs. Who knows if any of the 3-1 uh, series um, lead to some crazy comebacks. Um, let's see if guys like Giannis and company can uh, – can get it done it should be interesting but uh tune in next week to see we have to think about it should be fun thanks for tuning in and uh guys enjoy the rest of your day boom boom